0: Welcome to Mental Wealth, the podcast to invest in your mind. Here I will help you make sense of your mind and behaviours, giving you the tools to have your best life. There is so much to share, so let's get into this episode and explore another great topic. So welcome to episode 11. And in this episode, I am super excited because I've got a very special guest for us and someone I know is going to inspire you and hopefully get you moving on some of the things that you keep thinking you're going to do and don't get round to. So I'd like to welcome Caroline Bramwell. Hi, Caroline. Hi,
1: thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Tell everyone a little bit more about
1: who Caroline Bramwell is. Oh my word there are sides aren't there we've all got sides to us. Uh, Caroline Bramwell at the heart of Caroline Bramwell. I'm a by day I'm a PR marketing business mentor working with companies but actually you'll find me wearing lycra or a wetsuit because I'm actually a triathlete but I won't say any old triathlete. I am any old triathlete, but the only difference I have is that I had surgery, so I have a stoma. So I'm all due doing all of this with a few extra challenges. But I'm known for my sport endeavours.
0: Yeah, and and we met, didn't we, Caroline? Or or surreptitiously we met because I was in an audience for the launch of a book called Fearless, which you are chapter. I've got it in front of me, chapter eight.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, And I have loved reading all of the lady, all the women's stories in this book, but yours really spoke to me. And I think it's because your message is so clear about your mindset, what what you're telling yourself and kind of that. If you, you know, I think one of your mottos is, isn't it? If you can do it, what's your excuse kind of thing? And I'd love to unpack that a little bit and just get a sense of what, you know, your story, but also how do other people, kind of take those steps forward in the thing they might not want to be a triathlon a triathlete but they might want to be whatever else they're trying to do
1: yeah absolutely yeah absolutely I'm a big believer in looking inside yourself and thinking what you can do because I think people procrastinate and dither and become I don't know they just sit on the edge just thinking oh I could do that yeah but don't push themselves
0: they don't I mean I think that sort of staying small you know where where does that come from? Is it to do, for me, I'm often helping people think about, is it just from your past? Is it old stories that you're telling yourself? Is it old stories that other people used to say? Oh, you you know, you can't do that. You, That's not going to work for you. Or is it just something that's, uh, you know, you're comparing yourself to others, you're doubting yourself. And for me, having these conversations and helping people just think, oh, okay, they've done it. What do I need to do? So tell tell us more about your kind of All that stuff that you talk about and believe in.
1: Oh, right. I suppose I'll give you a scenario, actually. And this is one from from my book, um, which is that I was stood on the edge of a lake, doubting myself. And that whole imposter syndrome kicks in. And then you look around yourself with a thousand triathletes around you. And it was my first ever full Ironman triathlon. And there was this whole, oh, my word, what on earth am I doing here? Um, But you then realize that if you surround yourself with the people you want to be like, that gives you that energy and drive to have a bit more self-belief. If you hadn't put in a little bit of work beforehand, you wouldn't be even at this point. Um, And then you just have to take that big leap. I think so many people put a lot of work in in the background Triathlon is an analogy here, really, is that, you know, we train for weeks in a run up to an event, months in a run up to a big event. But what is the point of doing all that groundwork if you don't take that big leap of faith at the end? Um, and so you have to sort of be self-motivated, but do allow others to support you. And I felt like that on my very first Ironman triathlon. Um for those who aren't familiar, Ironman Triathlon is the longest distance triathlon there is. It's a 2.4 mile swim. Normally, open, well, it's always open water. You can't do that much in a pool. Um, then it's a 112 miles on a bike, and then you have a marathon on the end. And it's got to be done in 17 hours. So when you're stood there at the front, you think how the hell am i going to do it what am i doing here a lot of self doubt kicks in right at that moment when you have to make that big leap that a, so
0: i mean wow 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 you know we, we can all be so and that's why we are all going to be so inspired by by your story and the fact that you have done m- multiple triathlons i think it's something that so many people see as outside of their possibility and and it might be that some people are listening and thinking well that's not for me and that's fine isn't it we can use that as a what what is it that you want to do oh yeah but i think this this idea that s- so many people think they are so much less or so much less capable than they actually are
1: yeah yeah completely and you say i don't i look back and think well where did that come from i was timid i was bullied at school so my background was one of being very quiet hidden away told I'm awful by other girls at the school, um so you know it is a bit of unpicking required to see where does that come from, and when do you make that shift? The thing is, it's within you to make a shift, yeah, you don't want to do something extreme, just take it easy. And I never thought I'd be doing this, I just thought after surgery, um that I'd like to do a little bit of sport just to get fit. I did no sport by the way before my surgery, I will say. Um, and so I took up cycling, and I just did a little bit of local cycling. Then I signed up for a charity event, and then I just pushed myself to do a bit of swimming, and I thought, oh, I can swim a bit, I can ride a bike, no problem. And my theory was anybody can run, but obviously, I was very, very wrong, <laughs> yeah, so um, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll just do a little triathlon, and I only expected to do a little local event, and that was my challenge. That's all I set myself as as a challenge so uh, we have to think what suits our own environment as to where we're at uh-huh. we all have to start small no matter what our objectives are
0: well I think that's sometimes the trap that people fall into is that you know so again someone might be listening thinking well I'd never be able to do a triathlon but actually you're not saying that that's yes that ha- that would be your bigger vision but actually what you're saying is it's it's where are the smaller chunks that would get you started with something like that so having a, a go going to do some out, outdoor swimming or something something that would get you going I and mean, there's so many outdoor swimming groups now it's it's so popular so i think that's the thing that some people fall into isn't it is think well i, I that's too far away from me but i yeah. like what you are saying is but it isn't that, is it? That's not actually what you set out to do. You set out to do the next bit of the goal, and then the next bit of the, and then yeah. the, and you built on it. And you and now look at you. You know, you've you've got an yeah. amazing story to
1: tell. And this is how we grow. We think, let's just do something that is within my comfort zone, or maybe just fractionally outside of it. For me, it was learning to swim. Again, a big mission here. When I took this up, I couldn't swim. I was one of those people who never went out of a depth, couldn't put my face in the water. I would hyperventilate and panic if I got my face wet. So for me, it was literally getting in a pool and having a few lessons. So it was that was my goal. It was just to learn to swim properly, to spend time with my children because I'd lost so much time when I was poorly. Oh, so that was that was my only goal, first of all, was just to learn to swim. I love that,
0: and I love the fact that it's it says that focus on a, it's out your comfort zone. It's you know so many people again, we all have so many things that we want to do or we think that we'd like to do, but they all feel like they're out of your comfort zone. But they're going to, aren't they? Because they're new, um, from a brain, you know, from a brain perspective, it doesn't know. I you know for me the thought of a triathlon. I, I do enjoy exercise, but flipping out that would be. You know, that would be something I'd have to really work towards. And I'm sure I would have a lot of that self-doubt as well for my capability. But it isn't that um, space that you
1: would grow from if you stayed just doing the same, 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 That's. I think you've hit it there. If we always do the same things day in, day out, we are never going to push our boundaries. Um, we don't know how much we're capable of until we try it so it is just taking that little nudge for me that little nudge was to learn to swim once I knew I could swim I could do something a bit more but that we apply that in anything we do you know we look at people on the tv doing phenomenal things and you think I can do that I'd like to singing for example you know you'd love to sing maybe you can sing at home but actually little step might be find a local choir it's those little things at your own level to just get you hooked into it and then progress each time that that new comfort zone expands, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: because that's really what you're saying, isn't it? Your journey has been you've just kept pushing your comfort zone that little bit more, that little bit more. And again, we can relate this to whatever somebody is not getting around to doing at the
1: moment. Oh, yes. Procrastination stops us doing so much. much.
0: It really does. And it stresses us out because what I hear people say is they want to do something. So they might say, right, we know I will stick to exercise. I want to get out and have a little run. They don't. Then they feel bad and beat themselves up and say that they're no good and the rubbish. And of course, the brain is hearing all this and taking it all in and it's affecting your self-worth and all that nice stuff that we need to have inside us. Instead of, for me, I'm a big fan of saying, you know, make a choice, either either go for the run or don't, but yeah. don't don't sit sort of halfy-halfy over, over the time. And I'm sure for you, there must have been times in your training, which I know you said was long, where you, yeah, that was hard. You were hard. You had to make that choice that you were going to do it or you were going to have a rest.
1: Yeah. I found in race training, I found it really useful to schedule it because then I committed to it. If I wait until the day and go, oh, shall I go for a run? Oh, dear, it's looking a bit drizzly. Maybe I won't. Then I wasn't sticking to what would be the steps towards my goal. So actually just setting a plan to follow actually gets you over that. I mean, I had a coach as well. I mean, that's always good, isn't it, whether it's in business or life, having a coach behind you to encourage you because you feel accountable to them. Definitely. So for me, with with the long distance, with the Ironman, I had a coach, because he was one setting my plan. He knew what I needed to achieve with me, obviously, and he understood my limitations, my family, my work environment. But actually, he set the plan, yeah. and I would be looking at it at the beginning of the week and go, "Oh my God, has he given me?" But I stuck to it because, because of him, because he, because of to... him, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I will say, at uh, one of my races, he was on the edge of the course, screaming at me on the last loop on the run to make me go. I mean, he he kind of did fit <laughs> a little bit, telling me, if you don't pick it up, you're gonna miss the the cutoff, because this was a half iron man, and I knew that there was a deadline. If you don't get there by the end, you don't get a medal. And he was shouting at me on the last loop, No walking. And I will admit, I have a run-walk strategy when I'm racing. I don't run constantly. I find what works. And he just shouted at me all the way along this path going, if you don't just keep running, you're going to miss the cutoff. So there was me thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't not finish. And I just put in all that extra effort. And when I got to the finish line, he laughed because I had another half an hour in hand. Wow. But it was just that encouragement you need someone to push you and even in that environment pushing me beyond my what was now my comfort zone which was my run walk strategy he just pushed me to try harder and yeah i finished it no problem
0: but it's that it is the mind again isn't it is it? that Hey, you want to please, you know, we it, it's innate that we want to please other people. So getting a coach, having a friend that you're going to say, I'm going to try this or do it together yes. is absolutely yes. a huge piece of um, strategy that we need to have. But also, like you say, that when someone else is saying, go on, go on, we find more in the tank, don't we? we there is something yes. else, particularly physical, but uh, but also just in life. You know, if somebody else is saying, go on, you can do that. There is something so powerful in that.
1: Yeah, it's sharing your energy. It's sharing your energy with other people who you can see the potential in them. And you go, oh, if only they were just. And you have to, I mean, you want to encourage. You can't nag. (laughs) But, you know, we're here as individuals to encourage other people to take those steps uh, to do something new, whether it's business, life, sport, whatever. I love that. I love
0: that. I want to talk a little bit about
1: being people being impatient
0: because i think that's something else not you know we, yes obviously we're talking a lot about physical today but i think just generally whatever it is that your goal is that you want to achieve whether it's more confidence or whether it is fitter or to do something like you've done so many people fall into that trap don't they have yes so impatient with themselves and i'd love to hear some sort of ideas how you manage that
1: Yeah, and I think this has come an awful lot from what we see on social media. We see other people achieving high levels of success and we compare ourselves and go, well, why haven't I got that? I could do that. And you go popping out trying to try so many little strategies on your own. Um, But actually, what they've not done is followed the process. Just because somebody is doing something similar to you and is doing it really well, they've probably been doing it a lot longer. So they've taken the steps. And I always say, you can't skip the steps. You have to take it step by step. You will get to where they are. But they've probably been doing it two years, three years, five years, and they've gone through all this groundwork. And it's the same. We can't expect an immediate uh, result. I can't go from learning to swim to suddenly finishing Ironman. I have to go through so much between those two, going up the levels. And this is exactly with business. Yeah, we want to be seen. We want lots of followers online and stuff like that. But actually, you have to grow it. And the same in business. You know, we're not going to win Virgin as your top client the day you open your doors, you have to start small and grow. So the same, the analogy with the sport and the business is the same. You can't skip, skip those steps. Yeah, I like that.
0: I think it's important, isn't it, to think about, you know, if you're applying for a job, you know, you've got, again, you can't compete with somebody who's been doing something for decades and got loads of experience. And I think just helping people remember that the steps, you know, you might have to start a bit lower down than you would ideally like to, so that you can work towards it. Cause again, I'm hearing, you know, maybe some young people who, kind of think they want to just come in and go straight to the top, you know, and they can't, yeah. they, they, there's a reason why you can't. And it's, I, I was actually working with somebody recently who she definitely had uh, great aspirations, which I'm not uh, dismissing. But if I actually said to her, if your ideal boss, knocked on your door now and said here's a job are you ready and she suddenly went
1: no I'm not actually she's only 22. Exactly yes (laughs) they haven't put the groundwork in and (laughs) I mean I've I mean I've employed staff in the past as well and one of the things I found was people were leaving university writing to me wanting a job in marketing or PR but they had no actual day-to-day skills or experience of what it entailed so for me as an employer i would always look to the people who've had work experience or maybe not done such a high level degree but have actually got out there and done it on a day-to-day basis that to me was more valuable than just the education and a piece of paper at the end to me life experiences are a huge part of learning and they're definitely not denigrated when you come into job applications. Definitely.
0: Because obviously everything that we do, even if it doesn't quite work out for me, we learn, don't we? We learn what not to do more of. We know learn what else we need to do more of. And it gives us information all the time. And I think so many people, again, you know, there'll be lots of people here who are doing great stuff, who are listening in today, who are all maybe feeling all good. But there's always something, isn't there, that all of us can just maybe do less of or more of. And I'm a fan of saying, what what, what can you do more of and what do you need to stop doing or do less of?
1: Yeah, absolutely. How can I improve? How can I better this? What would the outcome be if I just did this? And sometimes you just have to think outside the box a little bit and just let. And to do that, you actually have to step back. You have to relax. And that's what I find. I talk to a lot of people, people who are in business, firefighting day to day. Oh my God, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to grow the business. I haven't got enough time. That's a biggie, big one. And actually I say stop, breathe, step back, allocate yourself time just to think. And, and then we do work on that and we start exploring. And I think when people step back from their business, like you and I look at people, from the outside perspective, we can see what's there. And in my case, I can see the potential in businesses and individuals, but they can't see it because they're too busy so firefighting good. on a day-to-day basis.
0: I love that. And I think that can be almost the the, the tip of this podcast is, you know, to, to, to achieve whatever it is that you want to do. So or oh, we've talked about all sorts of different things, obviously, uh, focusing a lot on sport, but to just pause and think about what do I need to do right now or today or this week that's going to take me to that one step and in and often on these podcasts you'll hear me say what's the one small thing that you can yes. do today because it can be overwhelming you know the thought of again from a brain perspective the thought of doing something like a triathlon oh my goodness me but it's not that it's all
1: the chunks isn't it and, and life it's lots of chunks it's breaking everything down triathlon is big but you break it down into the three disciplines. And then I break a swim down into the loops. I bring the loops down into the swim to the first marker boy. Yeah. It's just breaking everything down. But this is the same in life and business, really. It really is about what's my first little marker? What do I need to achieve? And actually, we can feel successful when we hit those goals. As you were saying earlier, if we just look at the big goal, And we don't hit it because obviously we're not really ready for it. All we do is knock ourselves and we feel deflated and we go, I'm not good at this. But actually when we break down the little goals towards it and we can see, oh gosh, look back this week, I've achieved that, 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 then that's a step to um, success. That's something to celebrate. And each one of those is that little step further forward. Um, And it can be anything, can't it? I mean, people who, I've got one lady who's not very comfortable going live on social media, but she's kind of getting there. But it's just that little comfort zone, practice a little bit. And it's lots of little things that we just have to practice sometimes. Uh, And I always say to people, uh, done is better than perfect. Definitely. (laughs)
0: Yeah, definitely. But I always think, you know, we think about life If the performance is going to be uh, created, there's rehearsals, lots of them. All we're doing, all we're suggesting here is lots of mini rehearsals for doing whatever it is that you're going to do. And let your mind know that, A, yeah, okay, it's new and you haven't done it before, so you haven't got a reference. But once you've done it once, it usually is easier than you thought. And yes. then build on that, and then let your mind know: there's my rehearsal that went well. What's next? What's next? What's next? And for me, That's it's right. a series of those, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And each time you hit a new marker, you celebrate it. You affirm in your own brain: yeah. oh, I could do that. Yeah. So then you push that a little bit more. And the moment you achieve that one, it's like, oh, I did that. I didn't think. And then you look back a year and go, wow, a year ago I never thought I'd be doing this, or I would be at this point in my business or in my career. But it's only when we look backwards, we realise actually how much we've done.
0: And I love that. And I think that's something that's so important for anyone listening today, thinking about what's their more, what's the, what is it that they're going to do? And if they can be inspired by you who have done all those series of mores and achieved these incredible uh triathlons and Man. I mean, wow,
1: it is absolutely inspirational. I feel inspired by you. Oh, thank you. I, 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 I get enjoyment and I am inspired by other people. I love to see other people do things because they've seen what I do. It's kind of a dual relationship. Yeah, I get told I've motivated them, but actually seeing them achieve motivates me to push more. Yeah. So it works both ways. It's not just me about there being a leader. I wouldn't do it if I didn't have a driving force. Oh. And to me, the driving force is other people achieving things. And
0: that is obviously part of your internal world that's important. But I think something else that I hope, um, if anyone is sharing this podcast with somebody who maybe has had surgery like yourself, again, we're not necessarily saying they need to become triathletes, but I, I think obviously encouraging people to not sign off their life because they've had surgery like yours that they can achieve. And I'm sure that's a massive part of your message as well oh it
1: absolutely is i mean uh, um, people um, know that i had ulcerative colitis which is an autoimmune disorder that attacks you and in my case after years of trying to treat it it was uncontrollable Mm. and i had my large intestine completely removed so that's why i have a permanent stoma i have an ileostomy Uh, but for me um, i mean yes i was fortunate that i went into it a Elective, you know, I chose to have it because nothing else was working. I knew it was an outcome that might happen. Um, and I'm very appreciative that a lot of people maybe have one in an emergency scenario, wake up and hate it. Yes, there's every reason to understand why people will hate it, but it's done to save lives. It's done to give you back a quality of life. If you look back at the quality you had before, and so for me, having my bag was actually a positive. Um, to me, it's the new chapter. My body is different. I have a bag and I have to deal with a stoma bag in everything I do, which just—it's just an extra something. For anyone who's had children, do you remember going out the door and having to think, how many things do I have to pack with this baby? You know, the bag of goodies that you have to take with you. Well, that's kind of like me, but it's become normal. Okay. So, you know, I take spare stuff with me everywhere, Uh, And I'm a big advocate to let people understand that if they have had to have surgery, don't let it become the worst thing in their life. Again, there's a lot of mindset work around it. Um, But actually look at what it's given you, your life back. Are you out again? Are you seeing people? If you struggle with it, there are so many places to go and talk to people who've also got one. Blimey, I get people messaging me. You know, and I don't mind, I talk endlessly about the subject. Um, But there is a lot of people out there living with them that you just wouldn't even know. And that's the thing. Yeah, It's understanding it's just a new way of living. It's not the end. So it's a case of perhaps learn how to manage it and how to live with it. Uh,
0: I think it's so important for us to say that, isn't it? Because, you know, there will be people who, Uh, in that maybe in that new space where they're just trying to get literally their heads around this new change and but I think your message is to not let it define you and look what you've achieved as you say you didn't swim or run or anything before your surgery you are are really living proof I'm a
1: bit extreme (laughs) I don't expect anybody want to be as extreme as me but it is it's about life and unfortunately media doesn't help because it does create a lot of stigma some of the stuff we see on the hospital programs they go oh the worst case scenario you're going to end up with this and I just put my head in my hands and go this isn't the worst case scenario the worst case scenario is you're not treated and you know the worst yeah. is a lot worse yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it is just a case of living with it so for me yes I'm a big advocate of encouraging people who've had stoma surgery to feel that they're not alone a lot of people around them have got them, you just wouldn't know. I know.
0: And in a way, almost that hidden, people can choose to hide it, but also that hidden um, aspect of it is almost what you're let's talk about it a bit more. Let's not have it feeling uncomfortable and taboo.
1: And let's you know, absolutely, yeah. yeah, definitely break the taboos. I'll be honest, you know, I get questioned at times if I'm coming out of an accessible toilet, just As a scenario here, and I've heard others with this kind something similar. You know, I have a radar key because if I needed to, and I'll be honest, I rarely need to. If I needed to dash to a toilet in, say, a shopping centre, I've got a radar key to use accessible toilet facilities because I need access to water if I need to change my bag or anything. Um, And I would come out with an Iron Man t-shirt on and carrying my Iron Man rucksack and get questioned because I don't look disabled now I'm not disabled I am just someone with a stoma but I do need access to those facilities as an accessible toilet Um, and that's a big education for people (laughs) that's an airport but okay so in our show notes we've
0: put links to your where you where people can get you but tell i know you've got a book tell everyone a little bit about your book before we finish yeah
1: thank you well obviously i was at the book launch in may where we first met with louise minchin with her book but actually louise and i met through us both launching our autobiographies at the same time and so that's how we met a few years ago so my book is called lou rolls to lycra the iron man dreams of an ibd sufferer um It is the story of how I overcame through the ulcerative colitis and became a a triathlete competing at this level. Um, And it's the ultimate uh, transformation, I suppose. You know, it is the made good sort of story. But it does have, I call them mascara moments. There are highs and lows, like in life, there's a roller coaster through it. So it does show the highs and the lows of living with colitis and then getting to uh, have a stoma and doing the things that I now do. So if anybody would like a copy of Lou Rolls to Lycra, uh, they can contact me directly. And I have copies here. And if they want dedications in them, I can do that. Um, Just email me, caroline at ironostomy.co.uk.
0: Brilliant. Oh, uh, I feel inspired. I just feel privileged to have shared this space with you today, Caroline, and I hope that people listening can take whatever they need to take. As I always say, what's the one small thing that you can take from this
1: conversation and then run with that? Absolutely. And my other motto that I use through all Iron Man is, anything's possible. Yeah. And
0: I think that's so powerful, isn't it? We we hear people say that and then you People, the doubters or even individually we might go, yeah, but it's not really true. But actually with lots of different things, which is what, you know, absolutely. We on, you can, you can, oh, yes, you know, I know I, I'm sitting here today. I know if I put my mind to it and I did a lot of the stuff you've done, I'm sure I could do a triathlon as well. I'm not planning to. You anything.
1: absolutely could. You could. I <laughs> having, know you could.
0: Having read um, the fearless stories in this book, I, I have to say there's a bit of me that's thinking, I'd love to do something. I wonder what I should do.
1: So, <laughs> well, I will say actually, some of us from Fearless are actually doing the uh, Yorkshire Three Peaks Challenge now together oh. in September for for a charity. So, uh, oh. yeah, so the Fearless women have come together yeah. to um, to take on new challenges as well.
0: We, we'll also put in the show notes the that book as well. Because I think that's quite an inspirational book that people
1: might want to. Pick. It really is. It's got so many fantastic stories, so many phenomenal women in that yeah. book. And I'm I'm absolutely honored to have been included alongside these Guinness World Record holders, world champions, Paralympic gold medalists. Yeah, I was absolutely honoured that Louise asked me to be part of this fearless team.
0: You deserve to be there. Caroline, just as the old. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Alison. Awesome.
0: really inspiring. So thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. I've loved our chat. I could chat with you all day, actually. <laughs> so as we said, everything is in the show notes if people would like to connect with Caroline and follow. But if not, it's that one small thing that you could do for yourself. Thank you for listening and sharing in this episode of Mental Wealth. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. My last question to you is what is the one small thing that you can take action on from this episode? Message me on Instagram or through our website with questions you'd like me to explore. You'll find the links in the show notes. I'll be back with more tools and tips to make sense of your mind in the next episode. In the meantime, be kind to yourself. Bye for now.